Do you feel beautiful? Do you look beautiful? Does one really affect the other? Welcome to Beauty Inside and Out with host Bonnie Bonadeo. In our show, we'll help you uncover your true self and unleash beauty that you never knew existed in order to be at your best, both inside and out. Now, here is your host, Bonnie Bonadeo. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to Beauty Inside and Out. I am your host, Bonnie Bonadeo. And you know, today's conversation, I'm really going to love this conversation, first of all, because it is all about your second act. And I know that my guest here today, Judy Pearson, is going to give us more of the insight because she's actually created an organization called secondact.org, a secondact.org. Right. Um, and uh, she's going to share with you her story and why she created this. But I just love the whole concept of a second act. And so I want you to all think about your life at this point. At what point was there all of a sudden this opportunity for you to take a second act? It could have been, um, you know, a marriage, a divorce, uh, a tragedy, a death in the family, um, having a child. Any of those things could create a second act for you because it's really that shift in who have I been, but who do I want to be? And if we get to this point in our life where it's like, um, gosh, I'm like halfway through it and I haven't accomplished what I wanted to, which is where I got. I reached that ever elusive 40 years of age. Oh, you poor thing. Oh, my God. It was terrible. It was terrible because, you know, I was thinking, oh, my God, I'm so old. Right. At 40, I was thinking I was so old. And, you know, and I did go through the inevitable divorce. Um, I was so committed that I was going to have my own business and I hadn't started my own business yet. And I didn't even know what I could start. You know, it's not like I had, you know, buckets of money hanging out in the bank to start a business. (laughs) And I just couldn't make a decision. I didn't know what I was going to do. I started to feel really let down by life and really miserable. Um, Well, you know, I, I, I didn't stay there for very long. I ended up getting a coach, which, you know, is why I'm a coach today. I ended up getting a coach. I ended up kind of working with somebody to be able to kind of sort through what was stopping me from being able to make these big steps in life. And as I kind of progressed through this, the, my coaching sessions, I kind of bit the bullet and I did it. So I'm like, okay, that's it. I'm doing it. And yep. I started, finally started my own business. Um, it's called, it was called the Beauty Agents at the time. I just relaunched it uh, last month to the Beauty Agent Network. And it was this, you know, this resource for educators in the industry to be able to come together and, and, and be a resource for them to be booked, kind of like a match.com. So, oh, you know, cool. you, need, you need education and beauty, you go to the Beauty Agent Network. Yeah. So I started this business business and then boom the economy crashes <laughs> and now I am you know now I have no credit like everything went wrong I'm losing my house in foreclosure oh. like my whole life I started to get really ill and um, ended up in the hospital for five days with a with a kidney stone kidney stone took me down wow and I remember just feeling really out of sorts and really depressed. Like, what's going on with me? This is not who I am. This is not what's supposed to happen to me. Um, and I, you know, inevitably picked myself back up and really challenged myself to make this work. So, you know, I'm still an entrepreneur today. Um, definitely drinking my lemon water so I don't have kidney stones again. But <laughs> in, in the time that I was depressed... I was stressed out and depressed, which I think is a pretty typical thing for a lot of people at this point, you know, at that midpoint in their lives, stressed out and depressed. And I said to myself, Mm -hmm. I'm going to be really sick if I don't start taking care of myself. And I had friends that were being diagnosed with cancers and other, other really more serious diseases. 
And I remember thinking, I've really got to figure this out and I've got to take care of myself. And I, you know, buckled down, hired another coach at this point in my life and really got through it. I authored two books from there, um, continued to stay as an entrepreneur, found the love of my life just recently. Yay! You know, so I just kept finding a reason for my second act to work. Even though when I started it, it felt like it was failure. I felt like it had failure written oh. all over it. But I'm so glad. I'm so grateful. I, would, I wouldn't give up any of the hardships That's that I had right. to go through in order to be where I'm at today because I would, I would absolutely not They're be where I'm at. They're stepping stones. They are absolutely stepping stones. And they give stones. you skills to power forward. Yeah. So, so please, everybody, welcome my guest, Judy Pearson. She is the founder <laughs> of the Second Act, a Second Act organization. It's, um, it's a nonprofit organization. Yep. But you know what I, what I loved about the conversations that Judy and I have been having recently is she's a writer. She's an author. Um, she was a radio host as well. <laughs> she just ha- she has this beautiful spirit about her um, that has come. And I, and I want to say it was probably there before your second act. But because you got a story, like we all do. Of course. And I would love to hear the story. But um, I have enjoyed every minute of our conversing at this point because you're inspiring me to say, not only do I want my second act to be amazing, but I want to really support women in being able to have a great second act of their life. And, you know, you were talking about the things that went wrong. Mm -hmm. And let's face it, things go wrong in life. That's Mm -hmm. part of what life is. But... With the wrong things, um, first of all, you learned from them. Yeah. And you, I always say, there is even treasure in the wreckage of There's life. Always. Any wreckage in life, there are treasures. Yeah. So you learned from them. And people watching you go through it mm-hmm. learned by watching you. Yeah. And, um, and I remember when I was going through cancer, that was a really big thing to me was that I didn't want my friends and family to worry about me. And so I was as tough as I could be. And at the end of it all, and I just had somebody else say this happened to her as well. At the end of it all, people were like, oh, my gosh, I learned so much by watching you. And now, you know, if that happens to me, I'll know what to do. And I applied it to other things. So... You know, they weren't really failures. No, they never are. No. So we're mutual friends with Elena. Yes. And um, so, and Elena was on our show last week. So if you missed that show, that was a really good one as well. And She's we're kind sweetheart. of, I'm going to call this kind of a part two yeah. to some degree. Yeah, because yeah. I know that the conversation that we're going to be having on the show um, today is really, is it is about cancer. Yep. That's, let's face it, we're going to be talking about cancer again. And because it's part of your story, Judy. And then, but we're also going to be talking about what's beyond. That's right. What's beyond the diagnosis here. And how can you have that beautiful second act in your life? Yep. Um, and then some real amazing new discoveries that are coming up in regards to this. And I know that we're going to launch a, you're launching a premiere Yes, um, here as well. So we got lots and lots to talk about. about. But I want to I just want to touch base with my Facebook friends right now that are watching us here. So we're going to be live for this first segment. But then please join us on our audio feed um, because the show is live right now. And that would be www.beautyinsideandoutshow.com. And just go to that link. It'll click you right onto the audio version. So if you can't sit and watch us on Facebook and you can listen to the rest of the show with this. And of course, that always gets archived. Can I um, pitch my my Facebook page too. Yeah, yeah. If you like us on Facebook, I'll send you a penny. Um, no, <laughs> please, please Does like that work. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I'll let you know. Please go to a second act.org's 
Facebook page as well. We'd love that. Yeah, perfect. So um, what we're going to do now is I want you to share your story from the point where then you were diagnosed because there's a big part of that in that happened as to why the Second Act, or, uh, Second Act organization was created. Okay. So um, I, too, got divorced and moved back to um, a little town on the shores of Lake Michigan in Michigan where I owned a home, never to get married again. And then I met this amazing man and um, fell in love, and we did get married. And um, about six months later, as my son was preparing, my eldest son was preparing for a deployment to Afghanistan, and this was six years ago when Afghanistan was really still very hot and very scary, um, I got the words that, you know, the human race fears. You have cancer. and Breast cancer? Breast cancer. In my case, there are many kinds of breast cancer, and so in my case, it was triple negative breast cancer, which um, at the time, well, any time, it was rare for me to be diagnosed with that. It is a cancer that is typically found in younger women, women of color, and women with Ashkenazi Jewish descent, and I am none of those. Um, So it was very interesting and, and very rare, and here's the really the really just goose pimply part. It was two months after a clean mammogram. I got the happy letter. Hey, oh. see you next year. You're good. You're clean. And I was quite literally. So, and this would have shown up in a mammogram. Had no, you? No. It I have, have dense breast tissue. And okay. mammography cannot see through dense breast tissue. And in Uh, I think it's about 20 or 25 states now, they must let you know if you do have dense breast tissue um, because then some other surveillance may be necessary. But that's a state-by-state law. So this tumor appeared, this bump appeared in my cleavage. And looking back at it all, had an after-the-mastectomy, and they talked about, you know, there was cancer all through your breast. If I had waited till I either could feel the lump or until the next... um, Um, mammogram, I wouldn't be here. It was a very aggressive and fast-growing cancer, and I would have been gone. So at the end of it all, I thought, okay, there's a reason that this lump was so prevalent, even after a clean mammogram. What is it I'm supposed to do with this? And um, I had done a lot of research about my treatment and the disease itself and my treatment, but at no point in time did I think to, to research survivorship. You know, I thought mm-hmm. the day they unplugged me from chemo, I'd just be the same old Judy. And I always say, but, you know, I thought the old Judy would jump out of the chemo cake. But <laughs> I had so many survivorship <laughs> issues, um, physical issues, and those are the tip of the iceberg. You know, there are women who um, whose significant others leave them during their treatment. They have to file for bankruptcy. They lose their jobs. Um, mm. They just a thousand other things, fear of recurrence, PTSD other things happen. I didn't have any of those. And I thought, wow, you know, there something needs to be done about survivorship. We need to know all of this. Did you feel guilty about not having any of those? Or was it just... No, I went to my oncologist and said, I don't understand why I didn't know about this. And she said to me, and I quote, it wasn't important to tell you because we were saving your life at the time. You didn't need to know that. 
And I thought, you know, that... that didn't, didn't need to know what. Uh, that, that survivorship was going to be a challenge as well. Like I was uh, all of a sudden going to say, oh, no, I'd rather die. Thank you. Take me off chemo. And so hmm. it just, it was really a shock to me. If for someone who, I write nonfiction, so I research all the time. So it was really, um, it was really a shock, really a shock. So I kind of... Looked around for a while and realized, because of some um, research I'd done for a book before my own cancer, a book about women's courage, um, the healing effects of volunteering, and then started realizing there were so many women survivors I was meeting who were doing amazing things in their second act. Because we say cancer draws a line in the sand of your life. And mm. the first act is before and the second act is after. So... You know, it just sort of started evolving, and poof, here we are. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So so the second act is define what this organization is and about. So this organization um, supports and celebrates women survivors of all cancers um, because there's a lot of other cancers that women get besides breast cancer, and so we are able to highlight all cancers. Women who are giving back to the greater good in their second acts. They are using their life and their time, whatever time we have left, because the clock is ticking on all of us, whether you have cancer or not, and um, our time and our experience to give back, to follow a passion, to make the world a better place, because there is so much healing in helping. It's oh, huge. Really, it's a huge There thing. really is. That's it's so huge, true. And that's why... This translates to any life challenge. You know, if you experience the death of a loved one, a spouse, a child, even your parents, you learn through that experience and you can help others. And it's this giant pay-it-forward love fest. So we do a number of things. We celebrate these women um, by having stage performances mm. um, where they tell their stories. We write, um, we put all of those stories into a book that is available on Amazon for anyone, anywhere. We have Girls' Night Out events, which we just had last night, which oh, are just a big networking party with a bunch of survivors who are really glad to be there. And um, we make micro-grants to other women survivors who want to start a second act but need some seed money. And then lastly, the education part of it, we um, conduct workshops for survivors, women survivors, to guide them into what their second acts might be, to help them learn what were my skills and my experiences and my passions, and then how can I couple that with my cancer experience to go build my second act. Mm, that's beautiful. That's a lot, too. It is. Yeah, it is. It's that, really funny. That is a lot. So I love the idea behind this. So you, you were here in Arizona, and so you created this, uh, this organization here in Arizona. Has it expanded outside of Arizona just yet? We have not actually expanded. We have had requests from other locales to um, do a stage performance in different cities. But the important thing to me before I jump someplace else or before the organization jumps someplace else is to make sure that the the organization here is growing and has people in place who can help it continue growing and that we can then have enough time to build it strong in these other locations yeah, as well. Yeah, and I, I totally see something like this being able to have chapters in other oh, cities yeah. to be it's able to totally provide that. totally expandable. Yeah, yep. 
very to much provide so. that type of support and everything. Very, very much so. Yeah. And and some of the like the um, the stage performances and um, wherever we do a stage performance, we will give money back to the to that locale. That's just a given. But we the workshops that we are doing here in Arizona that are three week in a row um, workshops can also be done in a one day. Saturday thing with a lunch that would be so cool. Yeah. It would be Otherwise, so you're cool. doing them kind of like on a Thursday evening. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. When I leave here, I'm going to go do a workshop. Okay, so for three weeks, for, for three, three weeks Thursdays, right? Yeah, type of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, but that sounds- um, and so we would love to entertain and speak with um, people anywhere. Um, and in fact, my friend Annie Parker, who's coming from Toronto next week um, for this movie event, uh, she and I are cooking up a Toronto version. So oh, perfect, yeah. good. I can't wait to talk about that a little bit more. But we mm-hmm. are we, we're going to take a quick break right now. And when we come back, I want to hear about some of the inspiration and some of the stories that ended up on the stage. Absolutely. Um, where did some of the seed money go that women are putting into this next second act you for got themselves? It. And, you got it. And here, I want to hear some of the success stories on this. And then I want to be able to certainly help Judy be able to expand um, this not only here in Arizona, but uh, beyond, because I think it's a beautiful thing. Listen, in spite of any tragedies or any diseases, I think every woman deserves a second act. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. So let's just kind of make that statement. All right. You got it. So we're going to take a break. We'll be right back again. You can find us on www.beautyinsideandoutshow.com. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Are you looking to uncover your authentic self? Looking to improve your communication, selling, or public speaking skills? Discover Naked Audience Productions trainings on public speaking, leadership, sales, and healing. Mastering the art of authentic communications can change your life in many ways. From promotions to profits to enhancing any relationship, whether it's business or personal, finding and speaking your naked truth is a beautiful thing. Visit www.napevents.com or call 877-319-2403. That's napevents.com or 877-319-2403. What makes a great leader? Most have a vision, one that starts beyond the resources available and continues from that point into developing a solid plan, organization, and company. Leadership issues are discussed each week on VoltCast, illuminating leadership with host Jeff Smith. Jeff has years of experience as a leader and executive coach, and his guests will bring you information that can help a team of any size. Listen every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to Beauty Inside and Out with Bonnie Bonadeo. If you have a question or comment about our show, please send an email to bonnie at bonniebonadeo.com. That's bonnie at bonniebonadeo.com. Now back to Beauty Inside and Out. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. My guest, Judy Pearson, is an award-winning writer. Uh, Her career began, I love this right here, (laughs) in a maple tree. 
Yeah, a maple tree in your backyard. Yep. And and that was that moment where you decided that, you know, oh, I want to be a writer. Did you have like a your pen and paper did, out there with you? And, and I've still got uh, some of those stories. I mean, I'm going to give away my age here, but it was during the Vietnam War. There was a lot of angst. And so I just poured my, and, you know, my parents didn't understand me because I was a teenager and no parent understands a teenager. So mm-hmm. I poured my mm-hmm. heart out. That is so cool. So, and you've since authored two books. So, give us three, a, three, three books. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. Because the uh, the it's just hair. It's just hair. Yeah. yeah, it's just hair. I missed that one, and that one that one was the fun one. So, just give us a little synopsis of the type of writing and the books that you've authored so far. I um, absolutely love biographies, and um, I had actually written two novels that uh, one will never see the light of day. The other one, my husband has really been after me to um, to have published, but. I stumbled on this story of of this amazing um, segment of the Pacific Theater of World War II that no one knows about the Hell Ships. the The Japanese Army was moving our POWs from um, from the Philippines to China to work in the mines and or to Japan to work in the mines and the and the factories, and they were shoving them into the holds of of ships that weren't marked as carrying humans. Oh. So the ships were being bombed by Allied planes. I mean, it was just a nightmare. And this guy was on the very last one, and. 1,300 men got on that ship and only 300 survived because of just the hellacious treatment. And it was really, it, it's a little known facet of. And what's the name of that story? Belly of the Beast, because oh, the ships were the, the beast that they were being shoved into. Yep. And then the second book um, is called Wolves at the Door. And it is the story of an American. Um, woman who became the architect of the resistance in central France and as if and one of the first um, women uh, CIA um, employees and if all of that wasn't exciting enough she only had one leg she lost her leg before the war in a hunting accident and um, I spent uh, time in France and Britain uh, researching that I started my adult life as a French teacher, and I'm fluent in French. I went to college in France. And my mother, when I said I was leaving teaching, said, oh, but you speak French so beautifully. This is such a tragedy. You'll never use it again. I interviewed men who were with this woman's group fighting the Nazis, and they didn't speak English. So if Mm. I hadn't spoken French... I would never have gotten their stories. There was some destiny in yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. That's beautiful. Well, those are that's some pretty incredible writing. Oh and and my you're gosh, right. The wonderful. research that you would have to do into that is yes. has got to be phenomenal. Oh, it's so fun. Yeah. In fact, at one point, I don't remember which which of those two books it was, my agent said, uh, he called me and he was like, Okay, you need to stop researching and start, and start writing. Because <laughs> I'm just like, Oh my gosh, look what else I found. Look what else I here's so that, an old sock. Look at this. <laughs> that would be the opposite of me. They would be like, Bonnie, you're gonna have to do a little bit more research here. <laughs> you're you know, making stuff like, up. Yeah, you're making stuff up now. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And then the third book it's is It's just hair. It's just hair. So I was I was writing a book about women's courage and how it differs from men's courage before cancer. And um, I put that aside because I had to focus on fighting the cancer. And But I, I did continue writing um, blogs, magazine articles, newspaper articles. I wrote for Daily Beast, or 
Daily Beast and Huffington Post. And so uh, I put all of those into um, just a little sort of, hey, hang in there kind of a book. And when mm-hmm. I published it, it was with the idea that the proceeds would go to support different organizations, which is what I did until I created Second Act and said, oh, wow, now I'll just support my own organization. <laughs> and that's why we do it. That's right. right. Yeah. That's right. And I'm working on a book now that my agent is really excited about. It is about a woman who um, was a pioneer in chemotherapy on both sides. She was one of the first people to receive chemotherapy, which we think has been around forever. But, but this, it hasn't. No, this Are was we talking in the 70s. like the 70s? 70s. Yes, okay. Yep. Perfect. And then the doctors um, administered it. There weren't nurses, uh, oncology nurses. So when she um, was done with treatment, she was a nurse. She went back to become an oncology nurse, and she is a founding member of the country's oldest and largest um, national survivorship organization. So it's going to be really good. Oh. And there's a lot more detail Well, you're to like it. Wonder Woman. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I you mean, these are the incredible stories <laughs> of, of, of courage and, yeah. you know, and then, of course, your advocacy towards women and, um, and in all of this, you know, like you said, once you were diagnosed and now what? Mm-hmm. You know, exactly, this, yeah. this survivorship guilt here. Um, and you created the second act. And um, I loved everything you shared about what it does so there's mm-hmm. stage performances there's micro uh funding for mm-hmm. for uh some people that i'm sure would like apply for that right yep. Um, and I'd love to hear some stories. I'd love to hear because I know our friend Elena was yes, on your stage she was. Uh, for Second she was, Act she was. Um, this year. Yep. Um, and I, I I got to see some of it on Facebook Live, but I was I was already traveling on that particular weekend. But what did you see happen when women go on a stage and they share their story as part of their second act? Well, one and let me let me just back up just a little bit because I always am asked this question: Why is it just women? And um, okay, that's a good question. And so it's not that I don't like men. I, you know, I have only a brother, no sisters. I have only sons, no daughters. I like men so much I married three of them. <laughs> however, <laughs> working on it. Uh, however, <laughs> um, men and women heal very differently. Mm. And in the six years of my own survivorship, I have been to many uh, cancer events. If there are men and women at an event, it's very formal. It's very surface. There's there's very Less little vulnerability. Yep, exactly. Uh, I believe that we as women we heal through nurturing and communicating and, and collaborate or collaborating, gathering yeah. exactly. So the, if you me, separating cancers doesn't matter, or separating any life challenge doesn't matter. I mean, even even I, I did I never went to singles groups, but I'm guessing that singles groups even work better when they're separated by genders, unless the purpose is to to find a date. Um, So I just have to say that. So, um, but what, one of the things I find most interesting about the stage performances is that many of us, um, and I think this goes back to our upbringing, you know, be seen and not heard, good, good girls aren't boastful, all those kinds of things. Many women have amazing stories and don't think that they do and don't Mm. understand the value of Of, sharing that story because they're just like oh i just had a little cancer well no that you didn't just have a little cancer that's a really big deal yeah and your story can help somebody else exactly 
Exactly. Yeah. And I, I tell the casts that several times, and then before each one goes on stage, I whisper in her ear, and I always get choked up when I say this, that there's someone in the audience today who needs, needs to, to hear, hear you, yeah. your exact words. And it never fails. Afterwards, never there's fails. always somebody who says, oh my gosh, I loved this one, I loved that one. It's just, it's really astounding. Yeah, it's we. I do a, a program called the Ultimate Speaker Course, and it's a two-day program. And so, and it's actually this weekend, so we'll have to invite you to oh, the next cool. one that we do. So on Saturday and Sunday, um, here in Phoenix, if anybody's interested in that, it's ultimatespeakercourse.com. But on Saturday, we are really, most of the day is spent around building your story. Mm -hmm. Because I don't care, you cannot be a good presenter, you cannot be a good speaker. I don't care if you're in sales, you're a radio host, um, you're a leader of an organization. When you are very good at telling your story and you have healed a very tragic story for yourself, that is a contribution to others. That's right. That's and exactly right. that's going to create the connection that you might need with others. So yep. I, I totally get the power of this. And the other thing that's really important, um, I think, in, in all facets, your speakers course, the women survivors I work with, and, and anybody else, you know, going through something where they need to create a second act it doesn't have to be huge mm -hmm. you don't have to build a hospital wing mm -hmm. you don't have to bring you don't have to start a nonprofit no organization. you do not you do not a second act can be anything just using the goodness inside you to help someone or something else that's all that it takes and you can you know you can give back through an existing organization far more easily <laughs> than creating your own. Yeah, and like you said, the the power of volunteering. So oh, yeah. somebody's second act may be just that they're choosing to volunteer as, you know, committing the time to volunteer. Can I read these stats? Oh, I think yes, this is really, I would love you to. I think this is so cool. So this was a 2010 United Healthcare volunteer match survey um, of over 4,000 people. 89% who were surveyed agreed that volunteering has improved their sense of well-being. 73% agreed that it lowered their stress levels. 68% agreed that it made them feel physically healthier. More than half of them felt physically better. And a third, and this is really big, a third who suffer from a chronic condition felt that volunteering helped them manage their chronic illness because it gave them a purpose. It uh, gave them a, a reason to look beyond themselves. I agree with all of that. I can totally see yeah. all of that being a very powerful experience. And I'll tell you, it was like when I went through where I had something going on with me and I didn't know what it was. I mean, it ended up being a gluten, a severe gluten allergy, oh, wow. which was crazy because, I mean, it took them a really long time to discover it because I kept saying, my back hurts, my back hurts, yeah. I got pain in my back. But it was like a disc that was squished under inflammation. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. So it all kind of comes together. Yeah. There's a, your body is telling you oh, something yeah, yeah, in yeah. some way or another. It's wrong. Um, but I was, I just was so tired, lethargic. I, I had constant tummy troubles. Um, and it was just, you know, and they couldn't find anything really wrong with me at this point. But I chose to go out and volunteer. So yeah. I was volunteering for the Look Good, Feel Better program oh, that whole wow. time because Aww. I'm thinking I cannot get caught up in my little pity party here. Like there are people that are in far worse situations right. than I am. I have to figure out how to be a contribution yep. to that. That's right. And they, they 
you need them as much as they need yeah, you. Absolutely. I loved all those stats that you yeah. shared, and I think that they're very powerful. I yeah. think it's really nice. And, and, you know, and especially with what's going on right now, I mean, we just had two massive hurricanes. Um, you know, we've we've got devastation in, in areas that is going to take a lot of time to recover. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I love it when I see our country come together yeah. and, you know, and really support it. And, you know, whether it's that's a financial or a, a need or a physical need or, or a volunteering right. capacity. Right. I, I think it's a very powerful thing for all of us to do. Yeah. yeah. And there was uh, back after Katrina, um, my uncle had passed away and we needed to empty out his house. And I found, and he was in Minneapolis, so he wasn't even near New Orleans. I found an organization that was um, connecting people with trucks in cities. So somebody came to, to his house, we loaded up stuff, and they took it, they drove it down to New Orleans <gasps> to donate it. Oh, that's beautiful. To, because, I mean, a picture having nothing, like zero, because that's what's going to happen. They oh took gosh. his workbench, you know, out of the garage. They took his lawnmower. I they love took that. everything. So I'm hoping those kinds of things, because it doesn't have to be a bunch of money. It doesn't have to be a bunch of new stuff. Those people are going to need a lot of things to get started. Yeah. So I hope somebody does that again. I thought that was very cool. Oh, that's great. I love this. So tell us a little bit more then about the Second Act organization and, you know, What's coming up? What's next? Where where do you need the support? How can how can our you know my listeners help too? Well, um, so first of all, um, my first request is always that um, if you know someone who is going through cancer, and sometimes when you're going through it, you're so overwhelmed that you know, here, read this book. Here, try this recipe. It's just more stuff, and you don't need more stuff. Yeah. But you get unplugged from chemo and you leave that safety cocoon that you've been in or you, or they tell you your radiation is done or they tell you you must live with your cancer but but now go live it someplace else you feel very cast adrift that's when people need to know there are other people just like them who felt exactly like that and here's the light at the end of the tunnel mm. you are not alone i just on the way over here had a conversation with another woman about that from detroit it was just it was so funny so so the first thing i would ask people to do is let your friends know that we're here cuz even if you're not in a city where there's a stage performance they can they can read our blog. They can order a right. book. It's still a resource. Yeah. Every time we do a stage performance, those stories go into our book. And we're about, after the Tucson performance in November, we're going to start Volume 2. But Volume 1 will have 35 stories of amazing second acts. People, women who have um, given back to animals, that was their second act. Children, um, keeping, keeping families together when they split up, helping them manage being parents, um, the elderly, the environment. And this spring, um, in our friend Elena's show, um, a woman who actually went through cancer treatment in prison. And her second act is prison reform, helping society understand what it's like to come out of prison and, and teaching people how they can help um, prisoners become useful citizens again former inmates become useful citizens again so yeah. the stories oh my gosh it's these these stories are not sad boohoo things they're humorous they're sometimes irreverent they're certainly touching but at the end of it you go holy cow 
So that would be great. That would be number one. And then secondly, you know, we'd love to um, to bring the bring our army <laughs> to your town. Um, so you know, we can we can figure out ways to do that. That would be great fun. We can do a one day workshop. We can we can do lots of things. Yeah. And, and the micro-grants, this is really exciting, the micro-grants are inaugural micro-grants because we just launched in 2016. So in 18 months, we were able, able to give away three $1,000 grants to two women in Phoenix and one in Tucson. And we um, honored them last night at our girls' night out with I had big Ed McMahon-style checks. <laughs> oh, I love that. And we gave them their money to one, to begin her second act, and the other two to build up the second acts that they've already begun. Oh, that's beautiful. Good. Yeah. Um, so we're getting ready to check another break here in just a minute here. But I, I, I love the fact, what was one of the moments that, you know, because you're producing this event, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're, you're part producer on the sidelines, but then there's a moment. Was there one act that was just kind of like so touching for you that... You know, I'm sure all of them yeah, have something. It, it's, that's what I was going to say. It's like asking a mother to pick her favorite child. You know, it's just, there really aren't. Because I, I just, I look at, I guess the biggest thing is, and, and again, if you've gone through any life challenge, and everyone has, if you put together, you know, a room full of a thousand cancer survivors, divorcees, people who experience the death of a loved one, Every one of those people has a story. Sometimes you get so isolated, you think you're the only one with a story. And it's not true. You look around and you're like, oh my gosh, every person here has a story. So I, I really can't pick one. Um, they're just, they're all amazing women who are all becoming dear, dear, sweet, valued friends. I'm yeah. just, I'm so honored. But all of these women in your second act stage performances, they have, they are survivors of cancer. They are. And in that, that's kind of that, that, uh, that stage setup for them. Right. And survivorship is determined at the moment of diagnosis. That's the uh, moment you begin yeah, surviving you know, cancer. Elena shared that with me. Yep. Um, and I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. And, and it, that has a very powerful presence it to it as well. So a survivor is not just somebody who's, you know, done. Because um, yeah. a lot of these women will never be done. So they're yes. still survivors. Yes, a lot of them will never be done. Yep. Um, give us the website for this real quick, because I, if people want to pop onto it right you bet. now, that'd I be want... great. So it's HTTP. Um, you don't need to add the W's, um, and then it's a second with a two two N D act dot org a second act dot org. Perfect. And then um, when we come back from break, I want to be able to talk about you know, how this has really helped some women. Um, And then there's a premiere coming up, and I want to be able to talk about this because this is very interesting as well. Hang on tight, everybody. We'll be right back. So this is Beauty Inside and Out. And, you know, you can follow me on Twitter, In and Out Show. You can follow me on Instagram, Beauty Inside and Out Show. And then also follow me on Facebook, Beauty Inside and Out Show. If you're interested in being a guest, if you maybe have a nonprofit organization yourself, I love having Mm -hmm. these type of women and men on the show to be able to share and expose and how we can be always be a contribution to others you can email me bonnie at bonniebonadeo.com we'll be right back the internet's number one talk station number one talk station voiceamerica.com are you looking to uncover your authentic self Looking to improve your communication, selling, or public speaking skills? Discover Naked Audience Productions trainings on public speaking, leadership, sales, and healing. 
Mastering the art of authentic communications can change your life in many ways. From promotions to profits to enhancing any relationship, whether it's business or personal, finding and speaking your naked truth is a beautiful thing. Visit www.napevents.com or call 877-319-2403. That's napevents.com or 877-319-2403. You count. Tune into Interrevolutionary Radio and join the spontaneous wave of people all over the planet who, like you, are changing our world from the inside out. Follow the movement. Meet guests who are shaking things up. Call in and gain insights and courage to empower your own voice. Large or small, your part counts. So join us. Co-hosted by Helen Hillix, Todd Benton, and Chris Reeves. Interrevolutionary Radio airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time. 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Where can you learn about EasyWayPromotions.com social media marketing, brand positioning, and more? Easy Talk Live. Where can you get tuned into celebrities in the business world? Easy Talk Live. Where can you learn about entrepreneurment? Easy Talk Live. Every week, host Eric EZ Zuli and his celebrity friends talk about global causes, offer tips and tricks that you can use right now on social media, and give you the chance to promote your projects on Easy Talk Live every Saturday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are listening to Beauty Inside and Out with Bonnie Bonadeo. If you have a question or comment about our show, please send an email to bonnie at bonniebonadeo.com. That's bonnie at bonniebonadeo.com. Now back to Beauty Inside and Out. Welcome back, everybody. I'm here with my guest, Judy Pearson, and she's the founder of a secondact.org. Uh, as well as a amazing writer and Wonder Woman over here, and she's <laughs> done some amazing things. But she's also a survivor, and I know we were just talking on the break. And um, you know, survivorship is becoming more and more of a conversation because more and more people are getting diagnosed. And you had some stats on that. That well, so um, on a on a this is American. These are American okay. stats. All right. Um, but um, I said that one in three women will be diagnosed with cancer in her lifetime, and one in two men. And the greatest uh, risk factor of getting a diagnosis is getting older. Which you know, it's kind of mm. a double-edged sword. We hope right. we get older, but that. Increases our risk for and we're living cancer. longer and we're living okay, longer. Okay, so we so and then what I've noticed is that we're getting there's a lot more diagnoses of cancer for younger people. Yeah, that's that's really an interesting thing. And actually, you know, this is um, just sort of off the top of my head. I'm reading a really interesting book that was written originally, I don't know, like 25 years ago, and then has just been redone five years ago called The China Study. And this author, who's a doctor, um, and my son actually um, said, Mom, you need to read this. It, it talks about how not to go weird on this, but how diet is really what's impacting um, our diseases. We talk about uh, the environment. We talk about, you know, don't use parabens, don't do this, don't do that, don't drink wine, which makes me so sad. But um, but it's, it's diet. In America, 
and, and it doesn't even mean that you need to rush out and buy all um, all organic items. It's just be mindful of what you eat. In America, we eat way too much protein, and oh. we drink way too much dairy. And the protein in dairy is is one that really can, a cancer cell is really just. This is in basic terms, and I hope I don't insult any doctors out there, but a, a cancer cell is just basically a cell that has a switch flipped, and it becomes growing uncontrollably, or and it as, becomes cancer. Yeah, as Elena says, it goes rogue. It goes rogue, exactly. Yeah. And so um, so there are things that we need to shy away from that flip that switch. And so this guy's premise is that casein, the protein in dairy, helps to flip that switch. Protein in general or protein? I mean, in uh, protein in general, but the dairy and protein. dairy proteins. Right. So I haven't gone, gone you know, overboard on it. I I, um, I watch um, I watch the dairy intake, but if I'm at somebody's house and you know they're serving lasagna, I'm not going to run away, and nor am I going to refuse to eat. Um, but we need to eat a more of a whole foods, plant based diet. So the healthiest people are the ones who eat. Isn't wine plant based? It is. It is. It's very good for you. <laughs> Drink lots. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so the pre- that's so, it is, so I think yeah, it's really interesting. It's, you know what? I I, tot- I can totally see that, and but we're you can't not, go weird on it. No, you can't, because otherwise you'd be up all night, right? It, but we probably don't eat as clean and healthy as other countries, right. and you know we don't have that kind of support too, because we're just bombarded with we are yeah. bad food, yeah. and now you know between all of what's grown here and pesticides and GMOs, and that's like a conversation that's so much that's, bigger than me, and is. so much bigger than it, the time and, that and, we. Than me, that's right. That's right. That's another day. Yeah. So okay. So I wanted to I, I wanted to then be able to kind of talk about the survivorship j- piece just for a second here, because I think that's like you're right. Like to get diagnosed is one critical moment in mm-hmm. your life, but then to be able to be you know okay now go back out to your life. That's right. Yeah. Um, I totally see how that can kind of like create that disconnection oh, for yeah. people and now I'm different now, now I've experienced something you're not like me um, all of those things and you know we really just it, as a coach and in the programs and trainings that I do and with multiple guests that I've had on this show the healing part like you said is always about the give back so yep. whether it's volunteering whether it's expressing sharing um, you know finding ways to have that um, expression output in a sense, that that's the healing to all of that's this. That's right. Um, that's very true. So very it's true. so it, that's encouraging, you know, and that's encouraging that the role that you're taking on is not about trying to raise more money for, you know, research. Because what you're saying is that research is like there's some phenomenal research. Oh, it's amazing. It's amazing. Taking place right now. And and. It feels like, as I said earlier, um, like chemotherapy has been around for a, forever, or this or that has been around forever, but it's not. We have come so far, and it's sort of like, I call it dog years. So a year in cancer research is like like dog years. It's like seven years. So what used to take us seven years to figure out, scientists, including here in Phoenix at TGen, um, the genomic component of cancer is so amazing. They're, they're looking at individual 
cancer tumors. Um, so these are hard tumors, not blood cancers. But And saying, oh, this may be breast cancer, but look at these cells. It looks more like ovarian cancer. So we should now treat it this way instead. Mm. It's so interesting. And the blood cancers, the the um, we know now that there are treatments, both chemotherapy and radiation, there are lifetime limits that the human body can withstand. We didn't know that before. They invented chemotherapy, and they were like, oh, man, let's just give people lots of this. Well, And it'll kill it all. That's right. Yeah. But one of those drugs causes severe cardiac damage that doesn't show up for 10 or 15 years. Right. So we know that now, but but those who... So now it's being managed, yeah, and, and there's, there's, so, there's, there's so much conversation. Mm-hmm. And I've learned so much from my friends that have been through a cancer diagnosis and treatment. Um, and there's no way that I can you know, even compete with the knowledge that's out there and and that there's all these different forms of treatments for these different forms of cancer but the research that they've been able to figure out of how to treat it um is amazing and i and i think people because i i think people are under the impression and there could be some perceptions out there i'm not saying everybody thinks this but these that there's some perceptions that because pharmaceutical companies are so powerful in our country that they don't want to find a cure for cancer. Yeah, you know, there's there's all kinds of it's like myths. the conspiracy, conspiracy theories. theories I know it's hard. But the it truth really is, is, is that technology and what we've uncovered and discovered has been amazing, and so now we're you're being treated because you know to look at to look at our friend Elena right now who is going still going through cancer right. treatment. We walked into the uh, Cancer Centers of America today for an appointment with her, and everybody said, "You look so good. You look so beautiful." And here she is. Yep, she's cancer. She has cancer. She's being treated for cancer, and it's a contradiction for people because I I think they still think that if you have cancer you should look sick that's right you should feel sick this happens to I've had heard so many stories of women who um because of what kind of cancer they have, their treatment, um, they don't lose their particular treatment. They don't lose, they don't their, lose hair. their hair. And yeah. so then people will say, are you sure you really have cancer? Because, you know, my friend lost his hair and you still got your hair. So you probably aren't right. Really Comparing apples it's to crazy. oranges it's and crazy. bananas and pears. And so so one of the one of the um, one of the most amazing um, discoveries within the whole cancer world was in 1990 when the BRCA, B-R-C-A gene mutation was discovered. And and BRCA simply stands for breast, B-R, cancer, C-A. It's no magic term. It's just BRCA gene. Well, see, now I know. That's right. And so that was the first time we could actually link a genetic mutation to causing cancer. Now, and I should have looked this up because I'm just pulling this number out of the air, but now I believe we know of about 50 um, gene mutations um, that could cause cancers. But here's the thing. It's a very, very small percentage at the end of, of the, cancers of being diagnosed. Cancers that have being diagnosed the, and of people in the general population. That have the BRCA. BRCA or any other gene. Or any mutation, other gene. Okay. Mutation. Right. And so a lot of times people really worry about, um, oh, man, do I have a genetic mutation? And um, I just had uh, lunch the other day with a gal who's mother had the same kind of cancer that she was just diagnosed with and um and she does not have a genetic mutation so it's fascinating but i don't want people to to think oh my gosh i need to go get screened because right 
Right, yeah. right. If because you had, there's so many variations, that's right. but it's helping them to be able to it treat, is. it is diagnose, it is. determine, and we really recognize now that. Um, all probably you know i don't even know how long it'll take but most cancers that are in family so my aunt died of the kind of cancer that i had um we're going to be able to link link us somehow we just haven't figured out the mutations yet but it's but it's a work in progress right so there's a screening that you're showcasing here an exclusive screening that your organization is showcasing here in phoenix but the movie has been out so people can resource this right? right so it is the true story it i wish i'd written the book it's the true story of the discovery of the BRCA gene it's called decoding annie parker and um it stars the movie stars helen hunt and aaron paul the cutie in um, breaking bad mm-hmm. and um Annie Parker is a real person whose mother and sister died of breast cancer, and then she got it. And then she was diagnosed two more times. And so it's these two parallel stories, Dr. Mary Claire King researching in Washington State, and Annie Parker just trying to live in Toronto, but she's making DNA strands out of styrofoam balls in her dining room and and driving her family crazy. And it is, it's touching, it's um, humorous, it's irreverent, but it is so, it's such an amazing amazing story and you know it doesn't matter whether you've had cancer whether you have tested for this gene and you're positive it's an amazing story of scientific development oh i love that what's it called again it is called decoding annie parker decoding annie it's next saturday the 23rd um tickets are 22 dollars because we go with the two theme and you can go to our website under events um so asecondact.org and then under events it says decoding annie Parker and we are so grateful to Ambry Genetics, some of the folks in the trenches uh, doing genetic research, and Arizona Oncology and Scottsdale Medical Imaging for helping us to bring this. And Annie my, is my friend, and she will be there. Oh, exciting! And she well, I'm going to be there too. Sign, oh, yeah. great! Sign her memoir, and we will have cupcakes. Wine and cupcakes. It's oh, going to be a well, good night. See, there we go. We're going. We're going right for it. Well, folks, fly in. Yeah, her, Judy. Thank you so much for oh, being with Lonnie, us today, sharing your story. A second act. Um, so, you know, for those women that are out there that are in that survivorship now, know that there's an organization to be yeah, able to help you, you to make out. that connection to that next place in yep. your life. And hey, and even if it's even if you have not had a diagnosis, I, I, I'm just an advocate of every woman being able to say, listen have that moment where you want a second act have that moment where you find joy and peace and love and you know that beautiful and purpose rel- and purpose, purpose. Yeah. yeah and that beautiful relationship and that 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 companionship or whatever it is that you need want desire that you're thinking oh it's too late it's never too late never it's never too late. Never, never. Yeah. So thank you so much thank for being you. with us. Judy Pearson, and I'm sure all your books are on Amazon, right? They so are. So you can look them up. Yep. And uh, yeah, and then everybody find out a little bit more about the decoding. Decoding Annie, Annie Parker. Parker. Perfect. Good. All right. Don't, uh, d- you know, guys, don't go away. Continue to support this show here, me on Voice America, because we've got a lot to share. And it's not just about beauty. And we've been on beauty on the inside for the last couple of weeks. But the next couple of weeks, we're finishing out the uh, this month with beauty on the outside so my guests next week are going to be Mia Mia which is a really cool app on your uh, phone to be able to find those nice fun little beauty products that you just can't find everywhere and you don't need to be running around shopping for them at that point 
And then the following week, we're going to be talking about eyebrows. Yes, we are. You know, something that uh, I think we, the importance of it is far more important than we all think, like lips and brows. So always, as always, remember that it's about being you in beauty. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for listening to Beauty Inside and Out. Please join your host, Bonnie Bonadeo, again next Thursday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great week.